Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor at the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to page through this week's news. Our front page is dominated with a beautiful picture by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer showing Joy Avara and her daughter in her home shop. She travels to India every year to get the latest fashions and brings them back to Gilderland. It turns out Elizabeth found Gilderland has a very large and growing Indian population, and they also enjoy the Bollywood movies that are shown at Crossgates Mall. The top story was um, announced Wednesday by the County Executive Daniel McCoy in Albany, downtown. Albany and Saratoga counties are going to combine to have a facility to process sludge in a way that is environmentally helpful. We also have a tribute to Everett Rao, who is an icon of agriculture in the area. He died at 98 on Palm Sunday. Sean Mulcairin took a look at numbers after the issue was raised by a small band of women in the Voorheesville School District about funding for boys and girls sports. More boys play than girls and more money is spent on them and the school board is looking into it. Rose has written about the State Forest in Rensselaerville, where residents are concerned about the logging that's going on there. Our editorial picks up from Sean's story. It is a brief history of Title IX, which was passed in 1972 and was to make a level playing field for both boys and girls. And over nine times as many girls are now playing sports now. We commend Voorheesville for having so many boys and girls playing sports and also for looking at this issue seriously because sports does a lot for everyone. (laughs) But for girls, there are all kinds of study about how it improves self-esteem, self-image, higher graduation rates, all kinds of things. On our letters page, we start with one from Deb Nelson in Knox, who writes how she believes processes are being circumvented and concerns are not being heeded. We have two letters from Hilltown writers responding to our coverage and editorial on the walkout in the schools. In Burn, Paul Silopodi has written about how it's time to protect the rights of students, their teachers, and all Americans. Ed Nicholson in Knox is responding to Victor Portier's letter last week saying students should march and raise their voices. The Old Men in the Mountain is giving us a much-needed, as always, humorous an interlude. Um, and he talks about the postures that the old men use as they're talking and listening. Sandra Stemple has written a touching letter about a birdhouse building project that her family put together in honor of her parents, and many blue birdhouses were made. We also heard from Sue Von Hogg, and the Committee for the Pucker Streets Fair up in Knox is organizing early, getting things ready for that celebration. 
Sandy Slingerlane is inviting people to hear the Lost Radio Rounders, which are performing for the Historical Society in New Scotland, and that's free and open to the public on April 4th. Switzkill Farm is a local treasure, writes John Florison, who visited there for breakfast last week. Amy Louderback Picorny is thanking people for the great success of the Maple Festival and the Kiwanis Club Breakfast. And we have posted on our website now a podcast with John Kilroy, the president of the Friends of Thatcher Park, talking about the many activities there. Soon they'll be helping salamanders cross the street. And just today we posted a new podcast with Richard Tolner, a sex abuse victim as a child who is lobbying for the Child Sex Act. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer wrote about the town board approving a planned unit development for Winding Brook. And here you can see a sketch of that 52 apartment complex right near the YMCA. I wrote about a moving forum that was held in Albany. And that will be our next podcast. Paul and Mary Liz Stewart have founded the Underground Railroad Project and have an annual conference And this year they had Sharon Morgan speaking along with Tom DeWolf. The two of them, one the daughter of slaves, the other the son of slave traders, travel the country together finding ways of healing the great racial divide and oppression through slavery that remains today. Sean Mulcairin went to a session downtown with our Assemblywoman Patricia Fahey and John T. McDonald speaking about what the Assembly budget looks like as opposed to the Senate and the governors. And he, Sean, very skillfully looks at how this plays out locally with such things as school funding. Rose has written about the candidate petitions that are out and it Bern Knox Westerlo, Lillian Sisson Chrysler has decided to run again for another term. Gilderland is seeking a new highway superintendent since Steve Oliver is retiring a year ahead of his term expiration. And nine people have picked up petitions for the Gilderland Public Library trustee post. There are three slots open. There's still time to get your petitions in. Rose took an in-depth look at the new appointments made by Knox and has both the backgrounds of the people that were appointed as well as what their goals are for the future. A southern pine beetle, one single one, was caught in a trap on Rap Road, but this is news because the Department of Environmental Conservation as well as federal departments have been following its migration with global warming. It's the farthest north one of these beetles has been found. They're tiny, the size of a grain of rice, but they do huge destruction to pine forests, as you can see on Long Island. Locally, people are asked if they see these beetles or the destruction that they cause on dying pine trees to call, and there's a number here as well as a website where you can get more information. The pine bush feels like it's in pretty good shape because they do regular burns and have thinned out the forest enough that um, these beetles can't communicate and do the kind of devastation they did on Long Island. 
There was a fire in Westerlo where the firefighters got there in time to save the house, and the chief is cautioning about cleaning your fires, especially this time of year, with added creosote. Rose also wrote about the town board in Knox thinking of consolidating some of the jobs uh, that were part-time before. Rates have increased in two-thirds of the special-use districts, water and one sewer districts in New Scotland, and Sean fills people in on this. More from Elizabeth on the Indian culture that has come to Gilderland. These are two friends that saw a Bollywood film, and so did Elizabeth, and writes about it. Again, the mother and daughter in her home where she sells clothes. In Knox, the Pasquinis got a okay, a green light, um, in order to go ahead and open this dear-looking little building into a snack bar. It's at Ketchum Road right near Thatcher Park. So the idea is that visitors can stop there for hot dogs and hamburgers once it's open. Sean wrote about a veteran-owned business, and this is Crazy Mike's Beef Jerky Company. Michael Mervin has started producing and selling beef jerky, and the Bethlehem Chamber has announced its awards winners for the year. More on the state forest from Rose with a picture by Mike Koff that really captures the damage done to the roads there. This is more from me on the proposed additions to the plant in Menans. These are digesters that will use an anaerobic function in order to re- reconstitute the organic parts of sludge and waste. Sean has also written about the New Scotland Hamlet plan. Um, after a hearing raised concerns, modifications were made. Most notably, there's a revision so that there will be incentives for landowners to um, have free open space. Gilderland School District is once again holding their annual recycling extravaganza. That's at Farnsworth Middle School. Community news, we have Angelo Santa Barbara pictured here, a dear picture with Emma Delson, who we've written about before. She suffers from lymphedema and has become an ambassador for that. These two pictures are from workshops that were held in Knox free of charge, allowing kids to learn about raising lambs and making flower arrangements. Just lovely time seems to have been had. Um, The Del Mar Farmer's Market is celebrating its 10th anniversary and banning plastic bags. Voorheesville, as we've covered, has collected close to a quarter of a million dollars for a new playground, and they're now setting up for a community build where people can volunteer to help put that playground up. The Conservation District is selling plants and fish, which you can get now, and the Guard has promoted two locals, Tyler Center and Sarah Degnan. A man was hurt in a snowmobile crash in Bern. He's a man from Bern, and he's charged with snowmobiling while intoxicated. Lots of arrests on the blotters, as always. A middle school student in Bethlehem has been charged with a felony of making a terrorist threat. He's 14, so his name is withheld. Lots of Easter, springtime, Passover greetings from our advertisers, and we join with them in wishing you well in this season. 
here from Sean, we have a great picture by Mike of a female athlete and a graph by Marcello showing the spending on boys in blue and girls in red and on teams that combine boys and girls in purple. And Sean has listed all the figures there so you can take a look at them. And we commend the board for doing that and trying to right the situation. There's no federal oversight there. Libraries, Paul Tonko was in town again, this time donating books to from the Library of Congress to the Rensselaerville Library. This is artwork that you can see from Bern Knox Westerlo students on display in the library in Bern. And we have over here just a deer picture submitted by Joe Burke of kids at the Altamont Free Library who made pictures as part of a global peace program that will be sent abroad once that country is determined. Classified ads, lots of them, student athletes and academic students excelling. Our obituary page features Lena Capuano, who, in addition to being a devoted mother and grandmother, was instrumental in founding the senior organization in Altamont and very, very active in St. Lucie's St. Bernadette Church. She will be greatly missed. Robert H. Fink, a World War II veteran who started his own equipment business, has died. Audrey Ann Penny Klein, a physical therapist who helped her husband run a funeral home and florist shop, has died. And Rose has written a lovely piece about Vera Barber Coffey, who was very involved in the Baptist Church in Westerlow. This is more on Ev Rao, who, as I said, is kind of an icon for the area in agriculture and was active also in St. John's Church, building the crosses that will be used out of old lumber for the Easter service coming up. Oh, wonderful Rockwell Kent flame. (laughs) The Hyde is having an exhibit, two exhibits of his work, and many other local events happening in your neighborhood. We turn past the legals to see an event which we mentioned earlier, the Maple Festival in Knox, this picture of a Pony Pals 4-H club member very seriously taking her job as server captured by Michael Koff. And our back page does not have sports this week. That new season will start up next week. Instead, we have a budget story at the Voorheesville School District by Sean about the $25 million budget. There's still a gap, but they're working hard to close it. And with that, we conclude our tour.